0: Nine, two, nine, three. welcome and hop on in this is the bunk boys podcast i think uh, you got the privileges and we're going <laughs> it's
1: going yeah we're going how's my um,
0: sound yeah you could because uh, I, I don't want to put headphones on right now um, but the only reason I'm curious is because I got my 3d printer running.
1: Oh, is it like a, a constant fan or something? It's it's
0: the you just hear the gantry system moving around mm. like all the railings and
1: are you running you're running a print right now then?
0: Yeah, this print's gonna be running till like how many hours does it have left? <laughs> it's got six hours so this will be running into like two or three in the morning. so oh, that's fun. I'm gonna just have to pop in my my earplugs and throw on my eye mask um, which i already kind of do independently mm-hmm. um but for sure tonight because yeah i'm running a production run like these aren't fun parts right now like these are me like printing stuff for work they're mm-hmm. these like uh forming tools that that i'm making mm-hmm. um or that one of my uh, co-workers had me print which is kind of cool because i think that reflects like the whole decentralized like manufacturing yeah. economy where it's like hey friend like you got a printer open like my bandwidth is short like can you like do something for me and it's like crazy it's like send me the mm-hmm. file and it's like you can make it um which is kind of gnarly so yeah helping him out with that print um for some cool stuff um
1: that's are you coming. moving you moving off the farm or is this just for like one-offs so this the printer i have here at home is the composite printer Mm -hmm. which is like
0: our like nylon onyx and then like carbon fiber and all that type of stuff uh so that's like what we have at home the print farm stuff is more of the that's like all the metal stuff that Mm -hmm. i operate so like that's what i go into the office for and like that's been primarily my responsibility Mm -hmm. and the reason that like i'm in charge of managing prints for like internationally, like everyone, is because most of our applications engineers, along with most of um, our partners, like our resellers, they have like the composite printers for days. It's the mm. metal stuff that not everyone just casually has because it's mm. a it's a three system or a three-part system. And so, yeah, that, that one's not as easily accessible, like if you don't just have a straight facility. Yeah um so yeah it's looking good uh this is only the second print i've run on here so i'm just like hoping everything's calibrated and there's like no warping or anything like mm-hmm. that it just ends up off but, yeah how are you doing we're chilling just have a little dessert okay i was like i don't think he's having dinner because i'm like i feel like at, while you're at home
1: you have a more fixed dinner time I, I i never i never eat dinner like by myself or in front of a computer while i'm at home which is good because that's my entire life in Houston. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, good. It's All good. good. It's
1: good to be socialized, <laughs> just for really yeah. a little bit. The sad news is that uh, the my manager told me, I guess, kind of giving me a heads up as to what paperwork is looking like. They're gonna ask me back to Houston, um, even if I'm not testing. Which kind of sucks. <laughs> Damn.
0: Uh, what's the tentative date at this point? Mm
1: no idea so so it's
0: like up in the air but it's like hey you will be coming back yeah i think because
1: it's this is more of like a top level decision and funny Mm -hmm. enough apparently i'm the only person in my division who's chosen to do something like this working outside of texas specifically yeah um but because it was a more high level hr decision i assume that my direct manager only got rumors or has just a general idea okay um but, you know, like, I- I'm, I'm like, mentally ready to, like, you know, prepping to hassle leave in, I don't know, like, two weeks or something. Yeah,
0: like, something soonish. Yeah, that's, yeah. How are you feeling about that? Like, it gives you some mental prep time, but it's also not, like, yeah, the a date just yet. And, like, you knew it was coming, but it doesn't make it any yeah. easier,
1: right? I mean, I knew it was coming, and I- I'm not, like, disappointed, because I I was able to get so much time at home, and was very lucky to have been able to do um, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, Chinese New Year, and my three-year anniversary with Francesca. Yeah. So I've, like, you know, and, like, more than enough time spending with uh, Francesca's family and my own family, so Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not, like, lacking or, you know, wishing that I had been able to make it to like another holiday or something. Yeah. Um, It's more feelings of like being thankful that I was able to skirt away for so long. And so Mm -hmm. now it's kind of like, okay, back to the grind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it seems like a a tricky fate or reality to accept. Cause it's like, (laughs) right. Like, like you said, it's like, you're trying to be thankful, but then you've also like a certain part of you's, internalized it and accepted it as like (laughs) kind of what it is at this point like right given the number of months you've been home yeah yeah yeah. and it's like ah now time to switch it up even though like it felt so so close
1: or almost so real like it could have been a a longer term thing yeah for sure um but no just taking it in stride um it'll be you know I'm, i'm looking forward to a lot of like things that i've been missing out on um but also wondering at the same time, like how well can I readapt back into like living by myself and, you know, doing, you know, running my own show. Yeah. It'll be interesting.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What are your like biggest concerns in, in heading back to Texas? Oh dude,
1: just crippling feelings of loneliness. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I I was
0: like, well, cause right now you're like, Oh yeah. You know, learning to like, you know, just be on my own and whatnot. And I was like, okay. Like, is cooking for himself again really going to be the hardest thing? I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Yeah, it's entirely going to be
1: like the feelings. The emotional social Uh, stuff, yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, the the return also prompted, you know, more thoughts about where I could be next and how it's going to work out with Francesca. And we had a big talk about that. And it, like, it felt good in the end because, you know, we both acknowledged that, Everything's messy in the future but yeah. we're committed to making things work you know as we go along so no that's good yeah two. no um, um that's 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 exciting
0: and big to hear yeah, yeah. no because i think uh that acceptance of like the future is messy it's it mm-hmm. always is messy like just just given even if all things go well there's always uncertainty so yeah yeah accepting that and then being ready to just like tackle, it is awesome. So no, that's good to hear.
1: I've been reading a lot of Harry Potter. That's why that. that that's okay, just been coming up. Yeah, I, have you just gone back through the whole series? Is that... Yeah, I started rereading maybe around December, and I'm on number six now. And I, and also How many because books are there seven? There are seven. Seven like canonical. Yeah, it's yeah, obvious yeah. that you haven't read. it.
0: No, no, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna disclose a sad fact you've never read it no no so <laughs> i was I, I i consumed those books like crazy in elementary school yeah but my school never bought after the fifth one <laughs> and, like i never like at that point had never like really bought books for myself or like what yeah 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 for that and so i only ever made it up to the fifth one and i loved them but like i i never like i was like probably in fourth grade or whatever when i finished like the fifth one timelines are off slightly but like yeah, yeah have you like... have you
1: considered that when you finished the fifth one the sixth one hadn't even been released
0: <laughs> that's probably it and then after that, that's that more it was likely, like so much time dude. went by that i'd like then i'd like just never got back to it because i moved on to either like other series or just like books
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: or I, I or i stopped reading entirely honestly that's probably what oh, happened dude. in my life
1: yeah honestly i i think i read through the fourth one And then the fifth one is like massive, right? 750 pages or something crazy like that. I I think I made it through the first three chapters and then I just stopped for literal years. And then it was on one vacation that I think the seventh one had just come out and so I was like going on a tear for the last three books. I will admit though, that the fifth one is where it just gets less fun. And I think there's a better appreciation of it as an adult because there is unfortunately a lot of mirroring of reality now Yeah, is, you know, you have this evil menace that's come back and then you have the the government at large, then, you know, trying and actively denying the fact that this danger exists. It's America. It's America. <laughs> America. In the, past four years. the ministry of magic is the U S administration. <laughs> um, and the bad guys are domestic terrorists. Yeah, dude, and and you know there's there's public smearing of Harry Potter in in publications. Uh, there's fighting lies with truth. Um, yeah. and then there's this crazy backstory of of um, you know a B plot of Voldemort trying to possess Harry. Wacky shit, dude.
0: Licky shit,
1: And they also spent the first five or six chapters talking about a judicial trial. Oh, I remember that. From- yeah, Harry Potter go- goes on uh, <laughs> academic probation or something. <laughs> yeah, no. That's, it- how you, that's how you win those kids. Yeah. <laughs> Let's run them just a court scene. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah, no. So I think after that fifth one, not only did I not finish that series... I, I think I don't I didn't read again till like high school, <laughs> <laughs> so thank thank you thank you Harry Potter for uh, giving ruining, me your reading me development.
1: <laughs> you should pick it up again. We should do a little book club about yeah. a, a, a YA novel. Not even a YA novel. It's like a, no. Yeah, elementary school. I've
0: never. Have you ever been part of a book club?
1: No, and frankly, I'm pretty scared of being in one. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because. I think I lack the ability to speak intelligently about literature. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, I, I maybe I don't have a, like a true concept of it, but like
0: mm-hmm. based off of like what I've seen in movies, I feel like it can be. Or knowing no. If it were based off of how it were in movies, I'd be fucking fine cuz all I'm picturing is like you know, middle-aged moms just drinking wine and <laughs> yeah, you got little snacks. Club. Yeah. that's one side i can fuck with that the other side is thinking of friends like mo and spencer or something that i yeah they had their reading group some of the most intelligent (laughs) and like well-spoken people ever if it were that i i wouldn't cut it yeah
1: they had that one summer after junior year i think yeah that just sounded intimidating everyone was a like a fine arts or liberal arts major yeah i couldn't keep up with that
0: yeah i also feel like it's very much part of at least for them part of their style because i feel like they had independent of like the traditional book club also like the scenes that they were in incorporated Mm -hmm. that like spencer had like his writing groups right as well right right even now i think he's involved with a couple of like writing groups and stuff or like screenwriting and then playwriting and feel like mo the same at some point for like journals and uh
1: philosophy and like political articles and whatnot yeah yeah. I guess we
0: got to just find something appropriately themed.
1: <laughs> I think we also both have ADHD and probably could not string together three thoughts of the same topic in a book club setting. I can't string together any words, really, honestly, these days.
0: I've, I've come to realize my communication is at an all time low. Yeah. As I feel like it might be for a lot of people, but I, I was already bad, right? You can attest to yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that. Like, I mumble. <laughs> but i just like i don't know why i mumble and sometimes i stutter i feel like part of those are just like kind of either results of like nervousness but also like just some speech stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah other times it's like the 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 physical words don't keep up with what my brain's trying to do yeah it just becomes mumbles um or or the other area is like i don't know if this ever happens to you in work presentations where it's like you've managed to speak for two minutes and you're like, I don't actually know what words I put forward. And if they were cohesive at all in yeah. this entire
1: thing. Yeah. Like, do you black out? Yeah. You <laughs> speak publicly.
0: And it's like, if I were to go back and listen to a transcript and try to write it, would those be actual sentences? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm also worried that, you know, especially in technical presentations, I'm worried that People are just being nice and not calling me out, but I'm actually just saying complete gibberish or uh, just wrong things. (laughs) Yeah. Um, One strategy I'm trying to pick up, maybe it'll help carry over
0: into the podcast, is to speak slower Mm -hmm. and just take pauses. You know, just like, okay, there's nothing wrong... Because pauses end up seeming like forever in your head, but in actuality, they end up being like no more than two seconds. Yeah. And I noticed this even just from editing audio for our podcast. (laughs) Like it's like, oh wow, that gap, like gave a person enough time to think of an answer, but like I'm looking at the timescale on this editing and it's like, that's like one second. A tenth of a
1: second. (laughs) Yeah,
0: like most of the time, like most natural like pauses or like, like ums and whatnot end up filling up like half a second and it's Mm -hmm. like you can just turn that into a second silent pause and still like be able to deliver better content but yeah practice practice i guess yeah there's always this urgency to feel like just to put out words (laughs) yeah so so that's i guess what ends up happening
1: i'm i'm trying to actively work against pushing out garbage words as well or filler words Mm -hmm. even beyond the ums and the stutters and mumbling um fuck
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah it's getting too meta i can't do this anymore. I get
0: i'm talking about Retiring. while i'm
1: speaking but what am i thinking
0: yeah i think with the stutters and the ums and the filler words since i was talking about like editing that's like one of my favorite things about editing is and i was telling spencer this who who has spent so much time editing videos for his productions where he's like, at the end of these editing sessions of just like hours and whatnot, I feel like I know these people. Like I know the <laughs> actors cause I spent so much time listening to them and he's like, and then I realize they don't really know me <laughs> and I don't know them. And he mentioned this because I told him, Hey, Spencer, I'm editing your episode that we recorded like numerous months ago. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel like I'm just like hanging out with you again. And it's so (laughs) wild because you have no idea. Unless until I told you, you had no idea that I was just like listening. You would have never known. And like in my head, it like it was filling this void of like, oh, wow. It's like I'm in that moment again. (laughs) Um, Well, all of that to say that you pick up on these nuances in people's speech because you're playing back like the same audio clips of what people use as their fillers. I think mm-hmm. that'd be a fun episode where we go back, look at all the episodes we've recorded and just make a chart. Oh, interviewee on episode one, you know, frequently said, or like their go-to word was like, or yeah.
1: I'm trying to remember what Mo's was. Or... I was about to ask you about Mo because I know that that was a painful
0: experience for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mo had a bunch. Um, which was interesting because I feel like I never really caught on to them when hearing him speak just in general. Mm-hmm. But then I like pick them up and I'm like, oh wow, this is like more than than before. It was interesting.
1: I feel like it'd be interesting for them to find out too. I was like, yeah. Hey, do you know that this is yours? Yeah, exactly. Because we probably know our own and each other's speech patterns and archetypical yeah. waveforms for fillers, right? Like I can
0: anticipate when you're
1: gonna take a pause. <laughs> like you're more of a pause person than I am. Mm. But I have a shit ton of ums. I do a lot of ums. I do a lot of likes. One of your big things is using sort of sort as a of. filler, <laughs> yeah. And you you like teeing up questions with the phrase sort of. One of the questions that I've been wanting to ask. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. Now that's a man that's listened it's to good. hours. No, of- that's that's uh. That's like opening day of the MLB season, and you've got a celebrity on the mound, and they got a big wind-up pitch. That's that's what I think visually when I He's hear coming in
0: for a swing.
1: <laughs> lining up, lining up. But you also get a lot of props from our interviewees saying, "Oh, that's a really good questions." So yeah. the tee-up is really worth, yeah, <laughs> worth it in the end. It, it,
0: it's it's not like uh, one of those celebrities that's winding up real big and just makes it halfway to the plate
1: <laughs> it into the crowd
0: yeah damn wow. uh, yeah no that's that's an that's an interesting one <laughs> No, we had met a conversation on podcasting i've been thinking about it though on this future season season 3 in my head i'm picturing, picturing it already as a as a, a banger season you know
1: yeah you're going to you're going to peg it there you know yeah. they say they say that the The third installment is never as good as the first two. Yeah,
0: I maybe I'm already just more excited about it just from like early concept pitches, Mm -hmm. but I think it's gonna be a banger. It's as this one dude I watch on YouTube says, he's like, you know the fucking vibes. That's that's what that's what season three is gonna be. No, this is this BMX rider from New York. (laughs) Um, But he has a because I remember seeing him wear a shirt and it was like. Y-K-T-F-V. Like, you, know you know the fucking, the fucking vibe. vibes? But um, but yeah, I think season three is going to be a vibe season.
1: I'm ready for it to be the buddy season. Um, yeah,
0: buddy season. I think from talking to friends and pitching stuff, I think it's a very much needed type of season for people. I think for us to just be with people. Yeah. And, you know, maybe now as you're like heading back to Texas as well, but I also think in chatting to some friends that I've recently caught up with that I want to have on that I think it'd be very good or they'd be excited to like be on, mm-hmm. especially given that our listeners often are these close friends. So for them to feel like they're getting looped into it is kind of like nice. And I like to think our friends like us. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. If our audience is all of our good friends, we, we might as well serve, serve the audience. Yeah. Give them what they want.
0: And it's one of those things where it's like, well, I can't say because I've never been
1: on a podcast.
0: No one's invited me to be on
1: a podcast. You should fight to get on someone's podcast.
0: Yeah. But I like to think the people who do come on enjoy themselves. Because like how many people like get called onto a podcast that often? Not many. Based <laughs> off of us, average is zero. So <laughs> unless all our other friends are getting pulled on a lot more than we are. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of an interesting experience at the least, but it's also... Pretty fun, I like to think. If you have a good host and it's very natural and free-flowing. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I had pitched an episode of like having Cherie on. Yeah. Um. And Cherie, shout out Cherie, uh, one of our frequent listeners, was commenting on the episode we did with Jorge and Bichu. Mm-hmm. And she asked me this question. And like I was surprised by it, but she had asked oh, do you know how often like Bichu and Jorge like keep up or keep in contact? And I was like, nah, them boys don't talk. <laughs> One, them boys don't talk. Two, they don't talk to each other yeah. on this stuff. But she commented, and this I guess just speaks to the nature of, of that friendship and the history there. She's like, it seems so natural and organic to just like have them back together. <laughs> and And that was an interesting thing where it's like, oh wow, we like brought these people that like, our friends, but just, like, personality-wise, lifestyle-wise, aren't, like, people that frequently keep up. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But, like, they were back there, and it's, like, it just, like, went natural, and it was, like, this reunited moment of goonery between them. But I was, like, okay, like, at least we offered some sort of platform and like, just bring people (laughs) to hang out.
1: Well, I like to think that's indicative of the dynamic that a lot of us have established even after graduation. Like, as far as I can tell, no one had a dramatic... Re envisioning of their character or person.
0: Yeah, I, yeah.
1: I, mean, I I like to think that at the core, our dynamics are all still pretty much the same with with each other.
0: Hmm. Yeah. No. That's that's honestly the biggest thing that causes these friendships to to go into like a divergent path.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I was recently talking to uh, Hera
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: this past weekend. And we were just catching up and we were talking about like friendships and whatnot. And we were like reflecting on our friendship that like didn't come until closer to the end of like our undergraduate career. And then like really kicked off like once we started um, our grad program and it was like, Mm -hmm. ah shit, like we should have known each other sooner that (laughs) type of stuff. Like I remember we like first connected in uh, this capstone course and it was funny enough, wasn't funny at that time, but now looking back, That's when I had just chipped my front teeth and she had just torn her ACL. Mm. And like, we were just both like (laughs) fucked up. And I was like, Oh, Hey. (laughs) Um, But we were talking about like the fact that we've been able to keep up even then. And one of those like unanticipated things where it's like, Oh, like you like entered my life a bit later, but like our characters matched and whatnot. And we're talking about where it's like, you know, you have those friends that like, it's like, Oh, we may not chat, but like, I hope when we sync up again, it's like, it works out well. And the only reason it wouldn't work out well is like you said, if there's some fundamental change to the core of a person. And I don't know how likely that is at this point. Like people are constantly changing, right? Like we're pretty dynamic. And like both of us, I would say have changed and seen enough shit. Like Mm -hmm. after we stopped living together that like we're different in in certain sorts of ways, but like our fundamental like traits are still the same, which is what I think allows these relationships to continue. But I keep thinking like what would happen or what would it take for like one of my friends to just like be a completely different vibe that like I don't recognize them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like what would that look like or what would it take for them to mm. change? Because it's like, oh, all of my friends are like pretty fucking solid and good people the way they are. But like, how would they change that would make it different or awkward? I don't know. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, it's a super good question. Like, what would I have to be like if, for you to not be like, oh, man, think... kind of different. Because
0: <laughs> um... I, I, like, know what it would feel like. Like, for some reason, I, <laughs> I can't describe what change the person would have, but I'd know what it'd feel like. And I don't know if that's from experience. I'm going to think if there's been moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, we're kind of not the same anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I could imagine... Not just you, but for anyone at this point in our lives, I th- I would feel most different, not to say it's good or bad necessarily. I would feel most different if someone just suddenly became like a career chaser and wanted to work insane hours at work. And mm-hmm. that's such a dramatic departure potentially from who they were in college when we were all just being very silly. And, you know, we were yeah. still kids essentially at that point. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think that's a big one. Like I don't know if, if you just decided that you wanted to, you know, work these insane hours at Tesla, and then you just kind of drop off because I know you to be a person who is more holistic and cares, and you know, also cares about family and friends. Um, yeah. At the same level, if not more than like a career.
0: Yeah. 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 Now that's interesting that you mentioned that. Because like now looking at it, it's like that was a thing that kind of brought our our friends together, like we were smart and driven people, but like not in this super overt, like superficial way. I, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, Like mm-hmm. I think that would change because I never knew any of our friends to be like that. <laughs> and But yeah. there were people around us that were like that. So it's like we had at least like a comparison of sorts. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that would be one of them. Yeah. I think, I don't know if it's necessarily tied to that one, but being like, if someone was just like on, what's the phrase, like on their high horse, like yeah. if our friends like somehow like got cocky, I like <laughs> to think we were like all relatively like humble individuals. Like yeah. one was like hotshot, cocky type individual, because <laughs> um, there were definitely plenty of those. But like, if someone like became like that or thought they were just a little bit better out of Nowhere that would probably dude just just wait just wait
1: until we hit our 30s and people start running for office they're gonna they're they're gonna drop out they're gonna separate ties immediately with us we're we're liabilities to them we are we are i have too many pictures man
0: (laughs) but yeah i think that'd be like the other fundamental change in someone where like they lost their their humility Mm. value that a lot yeah that and yeah the career one yeah no interesting
1: yeah, guess, guess we'll see. We'll see where <laughs> we go. And, and, and I'm sure the family, you know, cr- starting a family dynamic will change things, but hopefully Ooh. not in a completely dramatic way.
0: Yeah, like Ooh, that mind. one's a big one. I kind of feel like when you start, fa- like, raising a family or you get into that situation, <laughs> your priorities and your values harden a little bit more. It's like funny because that's, a, that's like a
1: one-to-one replacement because us being people focused people family is also people (laughs) yeah 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 no i feel like that that'll be
0: probably a bigger marker where it's like oh wow like their lifestyle or the way they're like leading because i feel like when you're raising a family you're establishing a certain set of values with your partner for your family Mm -hmm. and like things become a lot more pronounced then than like before where it's kind of just like yourself um damn yeah that'll be an interesting moment in the,
1: in the foreseeable future i i didn't want to fast forward my mind a decade <laughs> but here we are
0: it happens sometimes i just like see my whole life flash before me at least yeah. at least once every two weeks where it's like oh shit i just died <laughs> <It's> pretty rough
1: <laughs> yeah i i i recently caught up with a high school friend who's based in in japan right I think mm-hmm. I mentioned this to you yeah. and she was talking about how, Oh, they right there. You mentioned this to you continue, continue. He's like, yeah, I, uh, I broke up with my partner because he wasn't ready to like get married or wasn't even ready to have those conversations. Yeah. yeah, he Just yeah. straight up said, bye. I'm, I'm dating to get married soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a talk right there. You <laughs> yeah. mentioned yourself.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you you gotta be ready to commit and check things off or, or know uh, a bit more, especially yeah. if one, one person knows
1: more than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the crazy thing is, and this is gonna sound super obvious, there's no institution or framework that can sort of give you the okay. Ultimately, it becomes between you and your partner yeah like i don't know i i was looking around you know oh like we got the irs to help us with like taxes and you know uh, a job could be in like a different place and then that that makes you want to settle in that city but you know and obviously across other cultures it's a way more loaded question and there are other factors but where i'm at right now it at least right now immediately feels to me this is just straight up like me and this other person i don't know am i am i talking crazy talk
0: no 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 like you said it's one of those things that like seems obvious but like the sentiment and everything that comes with it yeah is like way more like a lot of shit is kind of obvious but then when you really think about <laughs> it it's like kind of overwhelming and so like that makes it feel like slightly less obvious yeah uh, and the reason I say that is because I feel like I comment on a lot of observations that I make, but they're like purely observations and it's like, yeah, everyone can see this, but I'm like, but yo, have you really thought about this? Like, it's kind of <laughs> fucking wild. Like, yeah. sure, this is what it is, but like, you know, shit. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that I like. Yeah, like the job stuff or like, yeah, no, it's it's wild. There's certain things that, like recently on, on that talk of marriage. So, one of my younger cousins, she is, she's gonna turn 21 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're doing like a trip to San Diego in June. But her and her boyfriend, they've been together now like three years, four years, decent chunk of time. Um, but they're, they're, like, already got their plans to, like, get married, right? Like, once they both finish up school. Yeah. Um, so I think this is, like, 2024 is, like, the plan. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, yo, Oscar, like, can you officiate your wedding? Can you, like, get like yeah. shit to do it? Um, and I'm, like, yeah, I'm over here. Sure, I, I like them both. But it's, like, crazy things like that. It's, like, how you be thinking this? And I'm <laughs>
1: over here. Um, Damn, dude. So you can So is that, like, a state-based thing? I think so. I feel like you can go online. Like, I
0: briefly looked it up, you know, sign up for like one of those universal churches and then go through some certification process.
1: Yeah. I mean, do they want to be officiated by a universal church?
0: Yeah, they're fine with it. I think their main thing was like, hey, Oscar, can you do it? They asked me and my sister, they're like, you, they're like, yeah, either you or Gotti. And then Gotti was like, oh, you should have Oscar do it. And then we did like a, a cousin's hangout call and they're like, and then they brought it up. And, I'm, and they're like, how do you feel? I'm like, yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'll do it.
0: It'd be pretty hype, I like to think.
1: What what qualities do you feel like uh, made you a, the perfect candidate for officiating a wedding?
0: You know, I got a loud voice. You know, That's people are going like to gonna your... hear that.
1: They're going to try it. to bring
0: me up a mic and I'm going to say, no, I don't need it. Do it raw. Raw. Yeah. Um, I like to think i'm a pretty good hype person you know yeah like, I'll, I'll treat it almost as just like being an mc you know um <laughs> uh, i'll be just uh yeah spinning verses up there let's see i'm also like on the older end of this like batch of cousins so i think that also makes sense yeah respected, respected figure if you mm-hmm, will mm-hmm. um also just kind of goofy and nerdy i feel like they appreciate that for sure so, and I'm tall. I feel like the tallness offers like I'm way taller than pretty the bulk of them, so it offers yeah. some officialness, you know.
1: Gotta gotta make sure you're taller than both the, the bride and groom to yeah. make sure they know what's up.
0: Yeah, the divine presence. This is your
1: this is your show. <laughs> They're just living in it. Yeah. But Damn. That's big, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's like <laughs> three years down the road, but I'm like, yeah, that's kinda cool. Dude, you gotta brush up to be the perfect one. Start studying now start studying
0: now start 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 got already committed herself to just being the drunk cousin given that wedding speech she's like yeah I'm going to just start I'm going to just break
1: a glass a ding,
0: ding. <laughs> I got a speech
1: that's a vibe that's good in in a similar vein but not so similar I was thinking about doing some sort of dungeon master course <laughs> <laughs> okay, which is first. you know in a, in, a, in a lot of ways quite similar I, I love I love
0: your transition. In 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 a similar way, but not so similar. Alex, let me summarize that one for you. Hey, I want to talk about something else. Yeah, I want to talk about
1: what's what's up in my life. What, yeah, what am tell I me training? about your dungeon stuff. What am I training for? Oh no, nothing. It was just a vague thought. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have any family wanting me to do this. because <laughs> you got you got a whole a a whole kingdom wanting you. Yeah, potentially. Dude, I'm playing. I'm playing with uh, with Fates, just like you are officiating.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Except you got two and I got thousands. <laughs> all right. My all rhyme. right, we get it. Yeah, no, that would be cool. What's that process look like? I have no idea. I don't idea know, dude, but honestly, it kind of scares me because I've been listening to this podcast where some college humor alums play a, a game of Dungeons and Dragons and they just record themselves. And... There's so much world building and mechanics that you just have to know off the, the top of your head. Um, it's improv
0: almost to a certain Yeah, extent. yeah,
1: no, like the, a lot of the flavor and the storyline is all improv. Um, but, you know, we, we've played a, a one-off campaign together and just think about all of the crazy and dumb shit that you can try and do yeah. in, in one sitting. Like, oh, you know, I think about that one moment where we were, Hiking up the mountain, All our characters were hiking up a mountain, and we saw uh, an evil-looking, oh, yeah. an evil-looking guy, like more than a football field away on a cliff, and we spent the next thirty minutes trying to engage with him and devising a plan. I, I think in my heart of hearts that our DM never wanted us to spend more than two minutes in that instance, <laughs> but the awesome. wisdom of the crowds guided us to you know, try and throw shit at this guy yeah, let's get watch. his attention.
0: Let's Let me throw needles at him. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think it was all flavor. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, no. It's it, it's exciting, I think. Do I have the mental fortitude to design for all of these or try and address all of these different scenarios? I'm not sure.
0: I think you do. I think it's one of
1: those, those things where it's
0: like you have the energy for it. Now, then it's just be building up the like mental
1: flexibility is really
0: what it comes down to
1: yeah and that and, like
0: flows uh, depending on how much
1: and just uh, shut people up if they're going down the wrong path yeah like i right, your uh, your character just suddenly gets cholera <laughs> minus five hp yeah. oh was that oh, a dang. rest gale you stepped on <laughs> oh dude fucking uh air turbine lights on fire mid-flay and uh, some debris drops on you is unfortunate press- yeah it's crazy no yeah
0: i think yeah it's <laughs> one of those things of practice but with the whole improv thing and all of that it makes me think of because if i were to like look back at like my life and the skills i had at different points mm-hmm. in time like i feel like a me at a different point in time would have been better at doing stuff like that than now and that yeah. brings me to like this question that I've had of like, do you ever feel like at other points in time you were just better or more capable? <laughs> like at yeah. certain things, like I look back and I'm like, Oh shit, there is points in time where I was like pretty fucking solid at like a good mix of things. <laughs> and like, now I don't think I'm like anywhere, anywhere near close to that or
1: think I could get back to it. Like my mind just work feels like it worked. Differently. I think we just, got better and better at doing the few things that was needed of us in maybe in in the master's program and then into uh starting our early careers i think about drawing a lot i feel like i used to be a better drawer (laughs) um now what can you draw pipes (laughs) nothing everything everything is concentric parts (laughs) i was thinking about that too dude like i don't think i've created a box in so long oh no i feel like, like I all i do is box <laughs> I, I haven't extruded a a freaking rectangle besides extruding cuts of square <laughs> the square shaped windows everything else has been revolved yeah which scares me like damn this is this has been my entire design envelope yeah. for for my entire career so far
0: yeah no it's interesting yeah life pulls you in a certain direction and you either follow it for as long as you want to or as long as it'll take you or you yeah. have to tug back to really switch up to like another direction yeah I gotta this past week I gotta do with work we got to do a chat with the local high school here. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, Uh, nice. Yeah. How'd they go?
0: It was really good. It was, um, Watertown high school. And Mm -hmm. one of our offices is, or they're both in Watertown. Um, and so it was like four or five engineers from our company. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we all did like a quick presentation of like who we are, um, what our role is at the company, like what a day in that role looks like. And, why we think it's cool, and, like, how we got there, so pretty straightforward, but it was great, because, like, I, like, look back at, like, what I knew about engineering as a high schooler, Mm -hmm. and it was zero. (laughs) What did I, what did I know about engineering in college? Zero. Honestly, (laughs) I still don't know, so I was, like, okay, like, this is probably, like, kind of good info for them, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's sad, because in non-COVID times, like, they would have been able to come to the office, but we did the speech, and it was cool, because it was such a wide range, so it's, like, applications engineer that was me we had like a software engineer manufacturing engineer uh uh mechanical engineer and then a product manager and like the age range was like it was kind of cool because like three of us are all like class of 2018 wow. uh, so like 24 25 which was wild because i was like oh shit i didn't know y'all were like the same age or one of them i knew was um because he went to school with one of my other co-workers to uh yeah. umass amherst um and then the other girl, yeah, also same age. And then we had like a dude who's like older, and then even older, like and like sixty, like has seen everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, chat chat went really well. You know, I was like had me thinking again of that. Like, should I be a teacher? Um, but it was it felt nice at the end because one of the kids asked me a question. So I was <laughs> like, yay! Hey. They didn't just listen and then forget. What was the question? It was an all star question. It was an all star question. So he was like how do you determine what parts to print or not
1: for it's benchmarks good. for like customers?
0: And so it like dug in on like one of the key things that I'm learning is like, you don't even care about the technical requirements. It's like, you got to think about the business value. Like mm-hmm. you can print just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. And the right, same right. applies for, for that. So it was a really well thought out question. Cause like, I was like, that's something we're still figuring out on our team. Where people are like, yeah, let's just print this. And it's like, no, no, no. Um, so yeah, no, it was it was interesting to see classrooms right now during the pandemic too. Yeah. They, got the the, they got the like, the plastic shields up and everything. This was like a classroom with like four kids in it. Oh like- I don't know if it's just a small class or the fact that like kids can choose to come in or not. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mom recently like told me she's like, Yeah, our district and like the district she teaches in is kind of small like it's not yeah. that big because it doesn't even have a high school in the district it's just like two middle schools and then a bunch of elementaries mm-hmm. but they're like yeah they just like pitch to us that they're trying to see if we uh come back in march wow. and it's like <laughs> and my mom's like yeah i'm trying to see how i feel about this because it's like it's like not even all the te- like one not all the teachers are going to be able to get vaccinated it's like yeah sure you may be like eligible but to like book an appointment and get your both doses and all of that is like tricky so yeah it was interesting hearing hearing that especially in california and more specifically like la which just like came off of it's like a terrible terrible like yeah by the pandemic so yeah it was interesting to hear her thoughts on that and like the same thing with like my little sister of like whether to send her back because they're like yeah you can like send them back or keep them on like Right, and it's like little kids, like you know, have just like lesser chance of getting sick, but they can still carry it. And it's like, no one at home is like vaccinated, so it's like, do you keep them there? Do you send them away? Like, yeah, tricky, tricky question. Mm-hmm. I was like,
1: yeah, uh, let me know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just gauging the the landscape for for a potential teaching career. See yeah. If uh, COVID just turns everything to shit permanently. <laughs>
0: yeah but that was that was that yeah dude was it warm where you're at today it's kind of warm huh it's decently warm
1: what did it you get to it, it, yeah i hit hit a high of 50 i felt like i was sweating dude i i, I opened up the window for like a hot sec in the afternoon that just brought me back man to you know after after winters in high school and middle school and you know those first few days where it's like warm and you can wear maybe a light jacket yeah um and then track season starts up again and you're actually doing stuff outside instead of running like up and down the stairs in the school it's good it's, uh, yeah yeah no it was nice makes me excited for for the coming for march and onward yeah the east coast east coast summers hit different man yeah <laughs>
0: yeah no and it's been so tricky for me and like i knew this among many other rough challenges with moving out here, like mm-hmm. one of them that I accepted was like, Oh, I moved to a new place during a pandemic. And I've also moved right as you're yeah. like the most non-California season period ever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just, I got to make it to March. Like that was the, all I thought had. Yeah. And it's like, wow, damn time really passed. It's pretty much March. Now. <laughs> and, and
1: you survived the winter
0: decently, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, uh, if anything, it wasn't necessarily the cold that was gonna throw me off. It was like the gloominess, the fact that your physical environment like gets altered by like just a new color of white being <laughs> spread everything, which was wild. Yeah, like I got so disoriented the first time. Like everything, I woke up after like the first blizzard, and I was like, "Wow!" Like the physical environment is just altered. Like you don't yeah. get that. Like it's so unique when you think about it like that. Um, but yeah, like the cold wasn't much of a problem it was like gloominess and then the fact that like
1: it gets harder trickier to do things outdoors as much uh which, which is like you know granted is only a consideration during covid because yeah it's a lot of fun in in a lot of respects doing yeah winter, like a cold winter where you could just like duck into a bar or you know you yeah uh, yeah yeah definitely
0: yeah. yeah so that was like why it was my fear i'm like it'll reduce the chance to be able to easily like do things indoors or like Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see what next winter brings. If I'm, if I'm here. Hopefully. Which I, hopefully. I, which, I, which
1: I think I will be here. Hopefully just a sh- wasted season. Shwasted season. Always shwasted season. Get crunk, dude. In oh. yeah. the sports bars. Yell at the screen as the, the Patriots do something. That's what season three is. Crunk season. Crunk season. Yeah. And then we'll just get crunk for every episode. Dude, let's go. Um,
0: yeah. I don't know what of this will include in, in that recording. This was a re- this was a real free-for-all, freestyle, quite akin to, like, what is it? Episode 2? Episode, episode 3 of Season 1?
1: Mm. Work
0: Anxieties, was that
1: it? That
0: was a one. That was just real talk.
1: Dude, that's crazy, because at the time, were you still a student? Yeah, no.
0: No. When did we start? Re- yeah, 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 yeah.
1: April. Yeah. Um, Daniel. Dude, what do you even know about work anxiety? Dude, do. You, knew, what, what, do you, what do you even know about early career jobs?
0: I knew a little bit. Not like I didn't spend every single day thinking. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no. This season, I think uh, we'll bring up. Yeah, I don't know if this will be our first episode, but there's a couple. I want to get on the books. Uh, Housey McHouseface mm. interview set. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I think that'd be good for for them because I had talked to Shayla, who I haven't talked to in a while. Like, oh, this would be a good chance. And I know Pipes, being out in Alaska right now, also would appreciate just like hanging out, hang out with the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one episode to get down. The other one as well. I think it'd be good to get Sheree on sometime soon.
1: Yeah, dude. My my, my pitch is also for. Uh, I don't know if you saw. That I added it in the doc was Z How, and Narin. You've met Anurag, right? At some point. I don't think so. Anurag's dating Taylor. In any case, Taylor has likened our relationship to uh Anurag and Z Okay. And so and I feel like they also just have a lot of they have a lot of fun stories from just housing together. And you know, I think it's cool getting a like, a non-Stanford perspective. They all went yeah. to UT Austin, so...
0: Yeah, like, there's that, like, I think bringing, like, that's why I liked, um, like, the episode we did with Joe. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, here's a person that, like, Alex knows that I don't know yeah. at all or as well and whatnot. Those were interesting, like, you yeah, know, like, me
1: meeting Miranda? <laughs> Let's go. You know, the that's like... it's eyes. fine.
0: Um, no, I was, like, thinking, like, oh, shit, like, a really, like, wild... And fun personality is like Kristen, like Kristen, right? And like you met Kristen once, and I was like, Yeah, fuck it. like what would happen? And we just like <laughs> send him in. Um, yeah, no, I think I think we we got a lot of uh stuff to do. There's some like really goony ones on there. I put like deep Sandeep, oh, oh, yeah. like because I remember like he listened to some of our very first episode, season one, where he you remember super when fan. he messaged us, right? Yeah, super fan deep. Yeah, I'm like let's get this guy out here. Let's get all the fans VIP VIP treatment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but yeah, no, I think I think this this coming season of recording stuff, it'll be a good lead in and hopefully, yeah, lead in into the exit of the bulk of the <laughs> pandemic.
1: Yeah, here's hoping. A little uh, a little friend review just to take stock and and Find multiple reasons to, to be thankful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also nice. Yeah. I like the, the possibility of just meeting new people via this. It gives an excuse. It's like, like we said, podcasts and interviews are a unique space that just give you an excuse to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is just fuckery season. Yeah, the epic fuckery. Not to be confused with fucking season. When's not that coming last We're not doing that on an episode.
1: (laughs) That's on the OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, dude. We're opening up a joint OnlyFans. Dude, maybe that's how we start making money for this podcast. Stay Stay
0: funky, friends.